Welcome to It Takes Two. This is with your host. The host is with the most is Shayla. And D, this is the show where Shayla gives her expert advice, and then I give you the truth. Today we'll be talking about, well today we're going to have a very another one of our mini episodes, it'll be very brief, and we're discussing the importance of HBCUs. Uh, we'll discuss grades in school, who gets the big piece of chicken, kids dating, and as always, our parent tip, confessions, and favorite of the week. So Shayla, in lieu of the fact that we are in the midst of deep in the midst of homecoming season and you do not allow me to go to homecoming that's okay so anyway so since you do not allow me to go to homecoming and I felt like I had to get as close as I possibly could to a homecoming by talking about it would you like to discuss the what you feel the importance of HBCUs is yeah so I feel um me going from um PWI to an HBCU, I kind of have um, uh, ideas on both. So I think HBCU, um, you have more of like a family atmosphere. You, um, I feel like they just help you more. They're there for you. It's more um, like you feel close to the uh, the students and the teachers. So you want to go back and see both, not just one or the other. I think um, some of um, you know, like some of the most long-lasting relationships are people that you go to with HBCUs. They, it, it's just like-minded individuals in one place, and it's just an amazing atmosphere. Um, if you um, did not go to an HBCU, um, I would recommend that you go to a homecoming for an HBCU just to kind of see that atmosphere as well. Um, so I think it's really just like the family atmosphere. Um, you just feel like included um, and that you belong there. Okay. Um, I agree with everything Shayla said, but I guess I really can't contradict anything she said, although I just want to throw it out there that my HBCU is obviously better than Shayla's. So she went to a <laughs> second-rate HBCU, yeah. and that's okay because at least she got smart enough to leave a PWI and go to an HBCU. So she did the best she could. Shut it. And that's all right. I don't... Expensive HBCU. And that's cool, but my HBCU had the best types of people, right? Because, I mean, you chose a dude from my HBCU. So, you know, there's that. And your sister went, and your father went, and you just somehow got lost in the mix. But that's okay. I don't fault you for that. Um... Yeah, the feel that you get from being at HBCU is like no other. Um, beyond the homecoming, I mean, if you go to homecoming, everybody in the world would want to go to HBCU. Hell, Trump would want to go to HBCU if he went to homecoming. Um, it's obviously the greatest thing ever invented, and that's why Shayla won't let me go, because she doesn't want me to have any type of fun. I never said he couldn't go. Shayla finds ways to keep me from going to homecoming. Did not. But I won't let her keep me down for longer. Everybody, I'll see you at HU Homecoming 2018. I might be there with five children because Shayla will find some way to pawn them off of me, but we're getting it in. Um, but I mean, even if you go as far as A&T with 75% of black engineers like producing that, that amount, 
to the black lawyers that come from Howard or like doctors and just the history um, that just can't be reproduced anywhere else. It's it's there's no other place that I think there will be people who are actively trying to make you be the best that you can actually be. I think everybody should go to HBCUs. I feel like white people should go to HBCUs. I feel like Hispanics should. I feel like it's just a great place. Nothing wrong with other universities. And if my kids go to any other universities, I'll be extremely happy for them. Although I um, won't really be taking money in college visits. My oldest wants to go to another school. Well, not to scratch that. He has no idea what he wants to do with his life. So there's that. So I'll just guide him the best I can. So let's jump into our question, Shayla. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you a pre-confession. Shayla has, if I sound weird, Shayla has me in the kitchen with a weird old mask on my face. I've never done this before. I feel like I can't talk right, but, you know, I don't know. So our first question, would you, ra- would you rather your child get hundreds in an easy class or 70s in an AP class? Um, so I don't feel like it's ever really acceptable to get a 70. Um, even in AP class, like AP, it's just, they give you a little more work. Like there's no reason why you should get a 70 in an AP class. I feel like they should take AP classes, but I don't accept a 70. And then as far as like easy classes, like what kind of classes would that be? Like it's hard, um... Like, is it, you are you saying easy classes like AP history versus regular history? Or easy classes like AP history versus, like, drawing? You know, like, what do you, what's the... So, translation, what Sailor said is, is really wants to say is she rather her kid get hundreds in easy classes because no, she's I trying to mask and say that there's no extra classes. classes. Shayla doesn't. Shayla doesn't really want it to be hard for the kids. She I just do. wants them to get good grades. I don't feel like so they she can get seventies even in AP. Shayla doesn't want any type of stress on her kids. And if the that AP is, class is putting too much stress on her child, then they should go ahead and that stop. Is not accurate. They should go ahead and stop having AP classes. Shayden, and then just give okay. all the kids hundreds. As an example, our oldest um, said that he wanted to get out of his class as an AP class, and I told him no. It, it Shayla told him no because she knew that I would say no. So she's like, no. "But Daddy's just gonna say no anyway." I so we might no. as well from the start. And stop I it. told him he was just gonna have to try harder, and he did. And um, the first six weeks, he has an A in that class, even though it was very difficult, and he even missed a few days. <laughs> I feel like you tried so, to help him get out of that class, and he I couldn't. did not. At no I really, I really feel like you tried to. No, maybe. Um. So anyway, translation: Shayla wants. The kids just get hundreds in easy classes. You had to learn to read between the lines when Shayla was talking. No. Um, I would rather my class, my kid get, <clears throat> excuse me, 70s in an AP class. Because um, at least you're trying hard. GPA, like if my kid were to get a 70 on a test in an AP class, then, I mean, we just have to go find a tutor. If, you get, if you're getting all hundreds and the classes are too easy for you, it's giving you a false sense of like security and when things actually get hard, you're going to struggle. So I'm all about struggle beforehand and make it as hard as you can and it'll work out in the end. You know, I feel like um, they make it so easy for kids now. They're like, oh, you failed a test. You can retake the test. It's fine. And, oh, that, makes you, and that makes you really happy, does it? No, you didn't turn in homework. Oh, it's a fine. You can, you know, turn it in when you can't. 
Like they make it so easy. Like back in my day, it was like, oh, you failed a test. <laughs> back in my day, you ha- you failed a test. Like you're not making up this test just because you failed. So you you had what you had. So you had to try hard. And I had I told Shaden like, don't think this is how college is gonna be. They're not gonna be like, oh, it's okay. Did you get a seventy? Oh, you can retake it. Oh, you can retake it again. Like it's not like that. And I told him it gives you a false sense of security when you feel like, oh, like this is great. This is amazing. When you retook a test like twice. So like, is, that, is that how it was at your second tier um, HBCU? Shut up. So anyway, I think um, they make it too easy. So I feel like there's no reason why you would get a 70 anyway because you can retake a damn test. So back to what you're saying, yeah. just keep getting those hundreds. Take the, the easy, take the easy class. No, the, <laughs> take the AP classes and you so take the AP class because your test because that's what they let you to do anyway. So take the AP class and they'll make that easy. So basically, no, they no, make the, the thing is they, they make, make the AP easy, class so easy no, enough. So why take an easier class no because they're gonna make the AP class there's easy no enough? There's no excuse to have a seventy when you can retake your stuff or turn in your stuff late. Like it doesn't make sense. You have to try hard to get a seventy. You have to try hard to get yes, a seventy. Yes, try hard to fail. Like you're 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 like doing the least amount possible. Do you hear the words that you're saying right now? You have to try hard by doing the yes. least amount. Yes, like you have to try hard to fail. Like it's hard. Like you literally have to be like, I'm just gonna fail this, and Why I'm never gonna take it. Shut up, and I'm never gonna do anything. Like it, it's nothing no. you're saying is making sense right okay. now. Okay, next question. <laughs> um, who should get their plate first, dad or the kids? <laughs> That's funny, is it? <laughs> Go ahead, Shayla. Who should get their plate um, first? So, I okay. The way I do it is I kind of do both at the same time. For the younger kids who can't get food because normally they're hungry, I'll like make their plate really fast and then make Dee's plate. Um, so I think that the other kids can get their own plate. So I don't even have to like do that. But as they get younger, as as they are younger, it's more help that they need in order to eat. So I kind of double task and do them both at the same time but I make sure that D has a plate so before I answer this question I need to ask Shayla another question Shayla how long give me an amount of time in years did it take for you to decide that I should actually get my plate before anybody else this wasn't on our list of questions I don't know I was doing it. See, see she was doing it. So, so here's the, here's the backstory. Shayla most certainly did not feel like I should get a plate first. I apparently am nobody, and the amount of work that I put in means absolutely nothing to anybody. Children should always apparently eat before I do. And I'm not going to say I had to train Shayla because Shayla is clearly a wild animal or a free spirit, as she would prefer to be called. Um, and she cannot be controlled. So... You know, not saying man train your, not saying man train your woman, but we had to have some intense discussions on why the man should get his plate first. Husband should get his plate before. Please don't flood my timeline or text messages with all this uh, feminist nonsense. Please do. Please, please don't send all this feminist nonsense about why you're not about why you're not getting her a plate and blah blah blah. I don't want to hear all that. Because, ladies, if your husband's not getting the plate first, he's basically a battered spouse, and you should be ashamed of yourself. so dramatic. I don't know if you guys like Chris Rock, but daddy gets the bigger piece of chicken. Daddy should get his plate first. 
fellas, if she doesn't get you the first plate, you should just tell her when the burglar kicks in the door, don't come to you first for that either. Like, if you're not bringing me a plate first, don't come waking me up asking me to go check the door first. Because now we're all like, tell the little kids that can't get their own plate to go check the door and see if that's a burglar and, and get the guns out and save your life. He's don't 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 place. come to me. The husband should get his plate first. <laughs> it's super simple. It's super simple. Make me a plate. I worked hard all day. Make me a plate. Is that too hard to ask, Shayla? No. Nope, nope. It wasn't too hard to ask. It only took me five years mm-hmm. to, for us to get to that point. So it wasn't hard in the six years. The first five years, it was a bit of a struggle, right? Now you don't have nothing to say. Next question. When will you let your kids start dating? Um, you know, I don't know. So I think like 16 is like an okay time to say, okay, I have a girlfriend, I have a boyfriend and, um, possibly dating. And then it's just, you know, like, do they have a license at that point or do they not? Are you dropping them off to go on dates or, um, I think, uh, with girls, it's a little more difficult to like you know let them go on dates at 16 but I feel like 16 is kind of like the time where kids want to go to homecoming and you know maybe you want to go to prom your junior year so 16 is about that age where um I would probably allow it you can start dating when you leave my house as far as my daughters go my son's there whatever um and once again no, double standard all the way. Not even, like, like no question. And once again, ladies, please do not flood my timeline or any type of means you have of contacting me with feminist talk. Double standards exist for a reason. There's nothing wrong with feminist talk. Double standards exist for a reason. Like, my son, if he gets a female pregnant, that's his fault. He ruined his life. He has to deal with that. If my daughter gets pregnant, that's another baby in my house that I did not have fun in attempting to create and I just have to deal with another child and as I said previously I do not like babies so I'm definitely not going to like a baby that's not even mine Um, but I mean as far as dating I think I'll honestly say I will gauge it off of their maturity level Um, I think my oldest son likes girls and but he's very immature and does very dumb things and we haven't had to deal with dating so much as going out to the movies and stuff like that because he's too shy to do that or I don't even know what that's all about it's the other dumb things when it comes to boys and girls that we've had to deal with and we've had to curb that I think my plan to avoid it as much as possible to just make their life so jam-packed with activities that they don't have time to do anything else. Um, my daughters, they can... We'll go on a double date. When they're, when they're 17, 18, we can go on a double date. You can tell your boyfriend that we to tell his parents we're coming to pick him up and we're all going out together. If they if they good we're going on a double date, then you can go on a date at 17. If, if they don't want a double date, then... This ain't the one for you. Move on. Um, I'm a homeschool them through college, so they never get away. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on. Shayla, what is your mommy tip for today? 
Um, so, my mommy tip and confession kind of go hand in hand. Um, so, my mommy tip is just, um, you know, sometimes when you, um, when your kid does something and it's not, like, terrible, um, just kind of, like, you don't have to yell. Um, I realized I yelled too much, and the other day, Ro, um, I had, I had run, and she was taking my socks and shoes off, and then, um, all of a sudden, sometimes they, like, rub my feet, which I like, but I wasn't paying attention, I was so tired, and I felt something wet on my feet, and then <laughs> I asked her, what, what is on my feet, what's that wet, and I looked, and she had painted my nails, but along with my nails, she painted all of my toes as well. How does how does a child so, sneak that in on you, Shayla? How's a child paint, how's a child paint your whole foot with I nail polish? She was, I thought she was gonna massage my toes and it was lotion, and then so, I realized. So you're telling me you're, you're telling me, first of all, you're lazy to the point that you had your child, your your three year old, take your shoes and socks off. Mm-hmm. Then you didn't notice that they opened nail polish. That smell didn't kick no, in. No, it was like kid nail polish. It wasn't like adult nail polish. So, so you didn't like notice your child was opening nail polish. You know what? And then your child. Right now. Your this child. Is my tip. This isn't your tip. You wait till your tip. Your this child. I'm like, just trying to. I'm trying to. No, I'm not even understand done. Where we're at. You're not even let me finish. I'm trying to understand where we're at. So anyway, so I look down and my first inclination was to yell at her. It really was. I couldn't believe she just painted my all blue, my whole, my toes and everything blue. So, I I was ready to yell, and I looked at her, and she looked so proud. And I said, "Bro, that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. I love it." And she smiled, and she hugged and kissed me, and she was so happy. And then I got happy, and I realized, man, I sure do yell a lot because my first instinct was to yell at her. Or something that she did that she thought she was just doing something nice for me um, because she loves it when I paint her nails. So, so what is your tip? My mommy tip is just kind of <laughs> go with it sometimes. Like, you know, if it's not something terrible, if it's just something that they're trying to help and then something happens that is maybe like not like, you know, you, your first inkling is to yell like if your kid paints your nails and then all of a sudden has nail polish all over your feet. Don't yell at them like they were trying to they're trying to do something good. So that's my tip just sometimes when you feel like you need you want to yell if it's not like really something serious that you should be yelling about like try a different route didn't you just yell at our son for putting your clothes in the like washing machine and I, said, I, I said i'm working on it like, I said, yeah, it was perfect. Like, like he literally just you yelled at him stuff. for doing your laundry for you <laughs> so don't yell at your kid for painting your entire foot with no polish but yell at your other child for doing your laundry no, for you i didn't yell at him for doing the laundry you yelled at him for not doing it the way I, you wanted to do. And I didn't, like, fully, full on yell at him. No, it was full on yelling at him. I told him to do something, and he didn't do what I told him to do. And then I turned around and said, thank you for for washing, for starting to wash the clothes. But I still had extra stuff I needed to put in there. So that's why I didn't tell him to turn it on. So my thing is, uh, I appreciate what you did. However, it's not what I told you to do. So, so what okay, is, daddy so tip. So what, what is your confession? It was a tip. Your, your tip was a confession? No, my tip was let stuff go sometimes. Don't, like, get all upset over the small stuff. And what's your confession? That you I yell too was, much. My confession is, is that I yell too much. Like, what the? I yell too much and I'm a work in progress. We established that before. That wasn't, like, a secret. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> so that is my confession. I yell entirely too much. My tip is a real quick one. Create a schedule and a to-do list. Um, as we get older, we get more forgetful. As we get more bombarded with activities and work and the more kids you have and as your kids get older, they're going to have more things to do. You're going to forget things. 
you have to, uh, so create a, a to-do list and create a schedule. If you have a planner, that's great. Try to write down as much of your daily um, activities and schedule as you can, and it'll help you stay on task. Shayla has one, but she has a hard time finding it, so she loses her planner. I have my planner all the time. I have that. Thing. She has a planner. She also has an iPhone, an iPad, a and MacBook, an Apple iPhone Watch, too, and, and she. Planner. Planet is always thing. lost or forgetting something. She has every it's Apple. It's the stuff I don't put in there that I forget. Yes, yeah, because so I forget either. to put it in there. <laughs> 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 so anyway, that's my tip. Create, create a schedule and a to do list, and it'll help you out. So when you get up, matter of fact, on your to do list, try to write it when, right before you go to bed at night. And then get up the next morning and start checking things off. And continue it when you forget that you for, you remember what, that you forgot. You go into your to do list and add that. So for our ten listeners out there, <laughs> is the shit that she's saying just as confusing to you as it is to me? Forget. I'm saying, so write it when you forget to forget. No, when you when forget you to remember, forget the shit that you forgot. When you remember that you forgot to put something on there, then write it on. So there. you when you remember what you forgot to forget. Then write it down okay. so you don't forget to remember that you forgot. I sound stupid, right? Outro. Anyway, no, oh, not baby outro. Kid. No, shut up. What did you, you said? Your confession? Can yes. I get my confession? I thought you. Gosh. Thought you keep jumping in. Shut 15 up. Fifteen minutes to say your tip. And this leads me to my confession. I'm terrified of when our children all graduate and leave the house. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be left alone with Shayla. I feel like. Our youngest is going to go to college, and I'm going to turn around and look at Shayla, and I'm not even going to know who she is, and I'm not going to know to do it myself, and I'm just going to lock myself in the closet and cry because I won't have any kids to take the practice anymore or take the tournaments or take the games or walk to school or help with homework because I do all that, and Shayla does none of that. What? So when I don't have those kids, do the, the bright spot is that, and this is sad, this might be sad to some, when our youngest daughter graduates high school, our oldest son will be like 32, 33? 31. 30-something. 30 so hopefully I'll have grandkids, and that'll keep me going, because I think I'll start fading quick if they leave me here with Shayla by myself. Whatever. So who's your favorite child for this week, Shayla? I'll say Kingston, and I say this because uh, he had a rough one these last couple weeks and um, had a bad attitude. He was kind of yelling, um, being disrespectful, and I think he kind of... Um, turn that around and he has been helpful and more respectful so I would say um, Kingston is my favorite kid my favorite kid of the week is our oldest daughter I refer to her as Queen's sister um, and she's my favorite because she's, she's my woke child she's a always she's she's very big on hbcus the boys waver back and forth but she's pretty solid she's she's bounced around from which hbcus she wants to go to um but i think the tour we had of north carolina a&t and meeting their basketball staff really won her over she's kind of interested in being an engineer so i think that's a big part of it as well but she's really funny with it when she flew back from Minnesota and my wife picked up at the airport she made a point to tell her mommy I had a black stewardess Um, when we were at Hampton the last time and she met coach six and the the women's staff she said he's even got a black dog daddy so she's super pro black that's my woke one Um, 
So she's my favorite for the week since we are on HBCU Love. Um, so that's it. Thanks for listening. We gave you another quick one. Um, remember that it's easier to build strong children and repair broken men. And we're just trying to help you sharpen your tools in your toolbox. And as always, thank you for spending this time with us. We're not perfect, but we're wholehearted. And we have our guest host, King and Bella, or as we affectionately know them as the twins. Um, we're going to ask them a couple questions. Our first question is, why do you think HBCUs were founded in the 1800s? Um, I think HBCUs were founded in the 1800s because it was good for African Americans to learn about their history and not what these other wrong people say, because whoever wins the battle gets to write the story. And I think it's important for, I think HBCUs are, were founded because it's important for African American to African Americans to feel at home at college. Okay, well, one, King, great job on the ladies first there. Um, but beyond that, you're saying that back in the 1800s, they were founded to teach African Americans, but you know, during those times, it was like, you're saying learn your history, but right now, you're thinking about them as our history. So for them, wouldn't it be more so like for them to get the education, just in general, not so much about like learning their history because slaves like their history was Africa and they were so like disconnected from that because being taken over um, during the slave trade and being bred here they lost all types of connection with their past right so it was probably hard for them to figure out who their ancestors were and what country they came for, uh, from in Africa and different things like that it, it might have been more so just about like education right Right, so they can learn to read and write because that was illegal at some point, right? So my follow-up question is: Do you feel that HBCUs are still important today? Yes, I think they're still important because, like Kingston said, we need to learn about our history. Okay, how do you feel, King? Um, I think HBCUs are still important today because because in a, a plain a plain college, like a white college, say like Duke, if you go if you go on campus and someone notice you, they say, Oh, do you play for the football or ba- baseball or basketball team? Mm-hmm. If you go to HPCU, there's people that all look like you, so you feel more at home and they're y'all are alike so you get to know and think how other people think. Okay. So that that makes sense. So you feel like just as a better sense of community and family because you're around people who you feel like you can relate to and they look more like you. Gotcha. So, do you feel like you're going to go to HBCU? Maybe. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I already have my college picked out. And what's your college, Bella? North Carolina A&T. Okay. (laughs) Go Aggies or something like that. Whatever those people say. Um, And why are you a maybe king? Oh, well, I don't know if... Well, my dream... Well, I want to go to the NBA, and I don't know if HBCU is going to give me the best chance to go there. Okay, and that's understandable. Um, well, on that, though, what do you think? Why do you feel like they can't? Like, you don't think they can give you the best chance to be seen? I don't think, like, um, maybe, like, they're, 
they don't really get in the tournament maybe because they don't have enough money and people want to be on TV more. Mm -hmm. So they don't have enough money to uh, offer good player scholarships. Like so they have to go for not the best players, well, best the good players, but not the best players they could get. Got you. Well, the money, the scholarships are the scholarships. The money is more so like the facilities and things of that nature. But what do you think can happen or needs to happen for that to change? Um, maybe all these people, all these good people go to HBCUs and they make it to the tour tournament, maybe uh, Elite Eight or more. And then more people want to go there and they'll get more money because they'll be on TV. And then when they get more money, they'll have better facilities, and then they'll catch up to these other colleges. Okay, so what do you say about, like, a Robert Covington who goes to Tennessee State? That's HBCU, and it's a very large HBCU. I think they have somewhere between ten to 15,000, and they have Robert Covington, who's big time doing things for 76ers. So, I mean, you have an NBA player there coming from an HBCU. Or if you flip to the football side of things, you have, I think his name is Tyreek Hill, maybe? I could be getting his name wrong, and I apologize, but he's an NCANT recent graduate and he plays for the Bears and he's doing really good and there's another player and I forget where he goes from but he plays for Baltimore so I mean you still have those players but yes it is harder um, but I mean maybe you could be the pioneer I don't know something to think about right yes sir alright well I appreciate you guys time it's time to go to bed y'all have a great day do your chores love you Good night. bye, -bye. bye.